PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. You know, the ride is a lot more fun if you can bend and adapt along the way, but successfully guiding ourselves and others through transitions requires a trait that often gets overlooked, resiliency. And in this week's PDPW Weekly Podcast, consultant, author, and speaker Holly Green with the Human Factor, Inc. explores the traits of resilient people in her message titled Focus and Resiliency. In our last podcast, I mentioned several factors of resiliency and tips for thriving in constant change. I'm going to dive a little deeper into several of those factors today. Why is it so hard to keep up with the pace of change these days? Well, some behavioral scientists ascribe it to the overwhelming amount of information that we try to process every day. Others point to the rapid pace of change, And some say it is when we get hit with unexpected change or just change that is someone else's change, even as simple as policy or work procedure shifts that obviously seem logical to someone. And all of those factors can be to blame. But the primary reason is our brains were not constructed to work efficiently in a hyper-paced world full of ambiguity and uncertainty. Instead of welcoming change and easily adapting to it, our brains prefer to travel the same well-worn mental pathways. It leads us to making the same mistakes over and over by doing the same things and expecting different results. And when this occurs, we often get trapped in inaction when what's really needed is the ability to make smart decisions and move forward when we just don't know all the answers or even all the possibilities. Successfully guiding ourselves and others through transitions requires a trait that often gets overlooked, resiliency. In fact, when we're hit with wave after wave of change, the ability to spring back into shape and quickly recover from difficult, including ambiguous conditions, is paramount. Resilient people exhibit five traits that keep themselves and others on track and moving in the right direction even when constantly buffeted by the winds of change. These traits are positive, focused, flexible, organized, and proactive. We're going to explore each one here briefly, and I want to let you know that if you'd like a resiliency self-assessment that outlines each of these traits in further detail, including what they look like in specific action, please just send me an email, holly at thehumanfactor.biz, B-I-Z. And I'm happy to share that assessment with you. You can also contact the PDPW office and ask for the resiliency self-assessment. They'll have that available for you as well. So let's dive in here a little bit. Positive. Resilient people experience the same fear and apprehension as everyone else when they're in times of uncertainty or unknown conditions. However, they can usually maintain their productivity as well as their physical and emotional stability while achieving most of their objectives. This comes from retaining their sense of security and self-assurance based on a view of life as complex and filled with opportunity. You know, humans can choose how we react to change. We can see the silver lining in cloudy situations or we can focus on the negative. Unfortunately, humans tend to believe that every thought that runs through our minds is a fact, 
rather than opinion or interpretation. And once those negative thoughts become lodged in our brains, we constantly ruminate on them, worrying about the same thing over and over. To escape the trap of negativity, we have to remind ourselves that often what we think or hear is neither true nor false. It's just a thought. It could be an opinion, speculation, or completely fabricated. But our brain does not discern that well. So we need to change perspective by periodically poking our brains with neuroprompts, quick visits to our brain, intentionally asking ourselves questions such as, What if? What if there's a silver lining to this? What if there's something important I can learn from this? What if I made the decision regarding all of this change? Why would I have done it? What if I'm wrong and it is something else? What if I have the power to react positively to this? What will I do? Seeing the world differently enables us to spring back, bend, and adapt to achieve. You do have to practice it. Most of the time, our brain defaults to MSU. Remember, we talked about this in the last podcast. That's making stuff up. And what we make up is 90% more likely to be negative than positive. So be very intentional when you find yourself leaning towards a negative thought and prompt your brain to shift perspective. You cannot not answer a question. It's actually one of the cool things about us adult humans. Use that to prompt your brain to answer from the positive. Focused is our next factor of resiliency. Having a clear vision of what we want to achieve for ourselves and what others need to achieve is the foundation for business success. It's even more important during times of change. So to clarify your destination, focus on what you want to achieve as if you have already achieved it. Continue breaking from routine and take a novel approach. Embrace the yes and rule. Rolling with what comes versus refuting it. Be open to trying new things and build on others' ideas. Pause to consider what you do know based on real data rather than perhaps outdated beliefs and assumptions. Keep what is clear in front of you at all times, updating it constantly as necessary. Ask yourself and others, what do we know now? What are we certain of? What have we learned? What do we need to learn? What will our future customers and employees need? What must we do now while we're in VUCA? Volatility, uncertainty, chaos, and ambiguity. And that's what military, of course, uses an organizing structure to stay focused. What industry dynamics or regulations do we need to factor in? This type of learning by prompting our brain enables us to gather data, balance out emotion, understand implications, develop new insights potentially, and identify strategic alternatives. Plus, your brain loves when you visit and you create those new neural pathways, which is truly the underpinning of all learning. Flexible is our next factor. When responding to ambiguity, resilient people don't allow themselves to get constrained by their own thoughts or perspectives. They open up to new perspectives, combining ideas in unique ways and making connections between seemingly unrelated ideas. Flexible individuals are open to testing new ideas and changing those deeply held belief bubbles that we have so they don't tend to get trapped in old ways of thinking or stuck in what worked in the past. 
the best ways to stage yourself for being flexible is to constantly seek diverse data. Read outside of the genres you always read in. Watch shows or listen to podcasts from completely different industries and from perspectives you may not already have. Look for trends well outside your area of expertise. Argue the other side of a disagreement, no matter what you really think. Pause and consider other perspectives. What would your customer think? What would other teams think? What about your competitor? Attend a meeting and listen as if you are from another department or team and make notes of the things you hear that you may not have heard before. Practice replacing the word but with the word and in conversations, including your emails. This opens up to multiple possibilities what your brain can consider. Note the pros and cons or advantages and disadvantages of a decision. Visit and play with your brain periodically. There are numerous brain games available for you online and make sure you do various types of games. If you only do crossword puzzles, for instance, you'll get great at crossword puzzles, but not much else. I happen to like Lumosity. It's L-U-M-O-S-I-T-Y dot com. And for less than $100 annually, you can get access to dozens of games that cut across numerous types of cognitive functions, including everything from short-term memory to spatial reasoning to math. And they're fun. In 15 minutes a day, you can visit and play with your brain in ways that really help you at work. Organized is our fourth factor. To develop a structured approach to managing ambiguity, resilient people create frameworks to sort and process information. Being organized helps you to decrease ambiguity and confusion. It enables you to move faster when you need to and to demonstrate a planful approach and preparedness in meeting challenges. Organized individuals identify clear decision criteria for determining what needs to happen and they develop systems or processes for getting things done in a timely manner. Organized individuals think through steps and actions before jumping in. Upon launching an action, they monitor results through follow-up systems and checking in with others. They don't leave things to chance. So, to be more organized... Break down a problem into simple pieces, then tackle the easiest one first. Visualize a project from its end state and work backwards by outlining the key steps that need to be taken and then plan those out. Create notebooks or folders for your significant projects so you have everything in one place. I don't know about the rest of you, but I keep a tax folder for the year and everything gets thrown in it. I am always so grateful when April usually rolls around and I have everything I need in one spot. So create systems like that that really help you. Jot down the things you need to follow up on by when and put them in your computer calendar system at the end of each day so that you're reminded. You can actually have your computer scream at you when it's time to follow up on any of those items. Write it down. Anything and everything you need to remember should be written down or typed into one simple system. Even if your memory is great, nobody's perfect, and it doesn't hurt to put it on paper or in digital format just in case. I always tell people, if you don't see me writing something down I've committed to, it's not going to get done. We have a tendency when we're running fast to easily forget. 
Record phone numbers, appointments, birthdays, shopping lists, and things to do and record them where you can easily find them and constantly refer to them when you're going to need them. Another thing that you can do is combine similar activities. So if you have to make a lot of phone calls typically throughout the day, plan a section of your time and make all your phone calls during that one time frame. Block time to do your emails in chunks versus constantly throughout the day. You know, we live in a world of distraction today. So if you carve out time to focus on very specific things, you will be amazed at what you're able to accomplish. So even for those of us that might not feel naturally organized, getting organized in a way that works for you individually is a very important foundation of resiliency. So figure out what works best for you and take the time to get systems set up before you need them. Allocate five minutes each day to get your desk or your work area more organized. Just five to ten minutes every single day to focus on being more organized. Pause and think about what your decision criteria is for certain aspects of your job, your organization, even your family. Jot down how and why you make specific decisions that are crucial for your success. That will force you to think comprehensively about what drives your decisions, and it will help you use that criteria much more transparently when you have to react instantly or quickly. Proactive is our final factor of resiliency. Instead of letting change dictate their actions, resilient individuals engage in it head on. They seek data about new work situations and they develop backup plans for important activities. Then they target important areas for innovation and develop solutions that address meaningful work issues and opportunities. Proactive individuals demonstrate decisiveness by taking timely action to address an issue, prevent a problem from ever arising, or solve a problem when it does. They make it explicit the key operating and financial performance measures and goals, and they hold themselves and others accountable for achieving those results. So to develop your abilities to be more proactive, don't wait to be told something. Call someone and ask. You really don't have to do it by yourself the hard way most days. I know most of us learned that in school, but it really doesn't work particularly well once we're out into the work world. So pick up the phone, call a friend, call someone that you trust, and ask. Ask questions, and never wait to be told. Use your initiative. Raise the opportunity to step in and do something. Pose questions when you're talking with other people. Ask things like, help me understand deeper. What led you to that? Questions that will really help you to be more proactive yourself in the future. Develop plans for managing the worst case scenario. Really step back and in particular think about the last few months and be ready the next time. And it won't be the same, but it could have very many of the same criteria. Start each day by thinking through all of your meetings and tasks for the day. What can you do ahead so that you are better prepared? Get into the habit of taking precautions and developing fallback plans, again, around particularly crucial operations. Know which tasks are priorities and which can wait. Write out your daily list of tasks periodically and head the list I will do and I will not do. And boldly cross off each item as it is achieved. 
Keep this list close at hand and let it direct your actions. And when something truly important and urgent comes up, then you can modify your list. If it goes too long without crossing anything off, reassess what you're doing to make sure that you do finish the core task. Eliminate altogether any task that is truly unnecessary. Some things just don't need doing or they don't need to be done by you. And it's amazing how we forget to step back and reassess that periodically. Don't let a misplaced sense of guilt lead you into thinking that somehow you're responsible for things that you shouldn't do yourself or that really are no longer necessary. Evaluate your procedures and processes as you use them. What works? What does not work? Make notes for improvements and then sit down and incorporate those as soon as you can. Review those notes at the end of a week and in your next team meeting. Really get rid of things that aren't working well for you or tweak them and adjust them and do it as quickly as you can. You know, performing with excellence in uncertainty is not about getting one right answer. It's about pre-thinking and being ready. It's about slowing down to keep up with the change and updating constantly. To use your brain most effectively in constant change, take 30 seconds to be intentional. Clear your mind. Reset. Look around. Ponder, wander, and change perspective while asking what-if questions. The difference between excellence and average depends on where you spend your time, what you focus on, what you fill your brain with, how you direct others, being intentional about your own thinking, and having the willingness to change your response to what's in front of you. You know, changes will continue. They're likely to get faster and more global as the world continues to circle. Build your own resilience and that of others so you're one of the winners who can bend and adapt as needed along the way. The ride will be a lot more fun and interesting. Our thanks to Holly Green from The Human Factor, Inc. And more about Holly's services are available at thehumanfactor.biz. Again, that's thehumanfactor.biz. And to find out more about the Resilient Self-Assessment Form, simply email Holly. It's holly at thehumanfactor.biz. Again, thank you for listening and supporting these PDPW Weekly Podcasts. To the professional dairy producers, you're the most important asset on this planet. And we wish you a healthy and productive week.